Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing that you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and People's Choice Award winning podcast. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Oh, it is Monday. It is Monday. Oh, yeah. We're we're actually in the studio much later than we normally are. Mm-hmm. This is like after hours scrubbing in. You know what? I actually was going to um, <laughs> bring a drink. Bring yes. it. Me too. I actually thought about doing another game part part do. Oh, but part do. But I remembered how everybody poo pooed my um, 
call to action last time. So I figured, it wasn't. No, we didn't poo poo it. It was you more said for special occasions. Well, like once a month. We don't want to like overdo it. Right. It's only been what two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> this is yeah. the last biweekly we're doing these. Yeah, she's like, meet me in the middle. I'm actually wearing. I'm wearing my uh, Maui shirt that I got in the airport in Maui. <laughs> I came very close to buying that exact same you shirt. Did? I'm not joking. I bought two of them. Oh, they're yeah. comfy. I love them. Wait, so if I would have suggested that you guys would have played Truth or Drink again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would have done. I wouldn't have been like, no, we're not doing that. But I, I wasn't. I was just planning on bringing wine to like hang out. Oh, just like wine. have it be chilled. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not be an interrogation. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need the interrogation. Yeah. Um, but I have them on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. How was your, what, what's new? What's new in lo- your life? Well, we've been hanging out a lot together, which I really am enjoying a lot of. We have. Uh-huh. It's been really fun. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't even say, like, I can't even try and be genuine about comments like that because everyone laughs around me. So sad. I am having fun. You're like one of my best friends. <laughs> no, I know it's true. And I do have to say, um, you have been very, uh, what's the word? Like down. You're like hashtag down. I'm hashtag I quit. You're hashtag down. And I'm Wait, so into Wait, but what it. does hashtag down mean? You're like down for- Oh, just like, like down to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I was going to say DTF, live. but like DTHF, down to have fun. Down to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get on the mantra of j- hashtag just live. Just live. I've also been, it's really weird, but I've regressed to like- teenage years of staying up so late and then sleeping so late so i'm like up at night so if anytime you're like let's go do something at night i'm down right now yeah i'm in a phase I'm like college student it's so weird how are you really, staying up like last night i was up till well i was up till 4 30 this morning oh <laughs> like, and like I, I don't even understand how she does that I try. I, I almost got to the point where I was like, I'm going to take Advil PM or something, but I don't really like taking stuff unnecessarily, but I was desperate because I was reading. I watched TV. I tried everything. It wasn't like I was just on my phone. Yeah. I was on my phone, but I was like, tr- I tried to shut my mind off a few times and nothing worked. I remember I was going to work one day and I was texting you and you were like, I'm still up <laughs> for the night, by the way. Like, okay. Well, that seems- could be at like 3.30 sometimes. For no, you. it was like six something. I was like, this those are really dark. Those are bad ones. When <laughs> it goes past four, it's really just not good. And the problem with me is like, we got back for Saturday night. We got back at like one something ish. Oh, yeah. So I didn't go to sleep till two something and my body clock just wakes up early so i'm like up at 7 38 like bing like no matter what so it's really not be does not behoove me to to stay out late yeah we well we went to um the children's hospital prom which is always just like the cutest and best time ever shout out to kara yeah she's the child life specialist at um children's hospital orange county and she is an angel on this earth honestly she is not even human <laughs> like i'm obsessed with her she it really is an angel she so the theme was um was it there's no place like home or like a so, wizard yeah. of oz theme yeah that was my senior prom or one of my prom um uh, themes as well also really brought you back it brought me back but also it was so much better than my prom <laughs> like it was just way 
more like the decorations. I know. You can just tell, like, they just put so much heart into it. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun. So it's always a highlight, bestie activity. It really is. And Paulina was with us. Um, And then we came back to LA and Tanya had been invited by one of her um, guy friends, Bo, to come to his birthday party. Mm -hmm. So we got back at like 1030 and I had driven down Orange County and we get back and uh, got to my house because everyone's cars were there. I was like, are you sure you still want to (laughs) go? Like, I'm home, so just let me know. I was like, yes, we're going out. We're going to celebrate Bo's birthday. It's going to be all our friends. It's going to be so cute. Yeah. And so um, we went. We had some sake. Some sake, which, by the way, is my new favorite drunk. We, we didn't, didn't get drunk. <laughs> we didn't drink enough is the problem. We were like chugging it before trying to get like a nice little buzz before we go to this party. And I've, I've never felt, oh, we stopped at Raising Cane's after the chalk prom. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so I think I like nothing could touch me because I was like absorbing it all because of all the carbs I consumed. But I didn't have those. Yeah, I, I don't like, know what your French problem fries, was. <laughs> and I was like not drunk at all. But I just don't think we had enough. We drank the whole bottle. But it's like a personal bottle. Like it's like for, oh, that was for one. For a San person. Did you have it hot? Is that a, a thing? Did you heat it up? I don't think <laughs> Wait, I did. Yeah, San person's like, like room temp. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was room temp. But anyways, we I was like waiting for it to hit. We get in the Uber, just waiting. Nothing. Nothing. Nada. Nada. We get to the place and there's three parties going on. It was madness. You could not, you were like having to physically move people to walk through. It was 1,000 degrees. Yeah. Who was... Um, I was still in my chalk prom outfit. Yeah. But you know what? We did it. We made it. Still so... I'd never been more sober never at been like, more sober. an event where you need to be a little drunk. Yeah. I could have just used a little bit of a little buzz. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened that night. That was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. We, we did booked things. our trip for Ashley and Jared's wedding. We did. We booked our hotel. Mm-hmm. Got to book our flight. Yeah. But that's exciting. Very exciting. Very happy for those two. No one. I mean, they are M-F-E-O meant for each other. Wow. Is this like a new thing you're doing with like the words? Shortening the words? It could be for this podcast. Oh, okay. I've done two already. Okay. So I'm going to keep it going, I guess. All right. Um, but yeah, so that's all. I, that's really the, the, those were the highlights of my weekend. The highlights. Feels weird not having Mark here. Yeah. There's a, we left his chair empty though. There's a presence <laughs> of him there. <laughs> I didn't sit in his chair. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, you've, y'all been like off work or like not having your typical schedule. Yeah. So you've had a more lax, um, schedule and you've been kind of i feel like you really got to lay low yeah. just living it's been nice it's nice to just kind of like take a beat and i don't know i guess like i don't realize how much my day is so non-stop until it's like this you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's actually kind of crazy yeah like during the week when you're like on your normal routine i know what your insta story is gonna look like totally i know like how it's gonna play out i'm gonna get a song of the day i'm gonna get a workout video of you dancing and singing 
and I'm going to get something from like the work environment. <laughs> right, right. Or right. like you opening a box being like, this is so cute. cute. <laughs> or you at an event or yeah, getting your makeup yeah, yeah, done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Oh, but I do have to say um, a couple things happened. I feel like I finally um, put a button on the Mr. D thing. Oh, wow. Like, goodbye. Oh, just sans, it's done. Sans it's, yeah. D. <laughs> sans D. Um, I just kind of felt like at this like stage of my life, I'm not playing games. Mm-hmm. It is, you know what I mean? I am woman, hear me roar. And if you don't want to like, like, no. So yeah. I felt like I was handing out a discount. Did we talk about um, our night out when we, after we did our photo shoot and everything together? Did we already talk about that? No. No. Well, we had a, a photo shoot for something, a project I have coming out in the fall. And then Tanya goes, um, oh, yeah, she comes up to me as I'm sitting in the makeup chair and she goes, hey, I feel like I need to go out tonight because my hair's done. My makeup's done. I'm feeling good. So I'm going to call. Who was it? D. D. Yeah. And there was another past gentleman that yeah. I will. He will <laughs> remain nameless. <laughs> remain nameless yeah yeah and um i was like that is not quitting that's the opposite of i quit she was like no like i just don't care and i'm like but you do care (laughs) like you will care if if you go out with especially one of these guys and it doesn't go anywhere you'll care i think that i think for me because mark was like why did you reach out to him after like basically he goes to you if you didn't want to see him again. And I was like, because I'm, I'm an adult and I'm not going to like let something just go by being ghosted. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just so not me. I've never been that person. And it's so funny because I feel like so many people that date nowadays, it's like, Oh, we just like never spoke again. And I just like, man, I'm like, no, like you talk about it. And then obviously there was like a miscommunication, you know, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm not just going to like let this go like that. So now I feel like I have peace of mind that it is what it is. And he's just like, not the right guy for me. Was there anything that made you put a, an official button on it? Cause you face you, we talked about this. You yeah, FaceTimed yeah, yeah. him or he, he FaceTimed you or something. Yeah. Um, I think I just kind of realized I was like handing him a coupon, you know, you're giving out those discount, giving out codes. discount codes. You're giving out you, know what? Tanya. you know what? <laughs> I don't give out discounts. Oh, high five. We're going to high five over that. No, that what you said to him. Uh, I feel like I'm giving you a discount and considering the discount revoked, you can go to another store. No, but it just felt so, it just felt very, um, like not intentionally dating, you know what I mean? And that's not where I'm at right now. I'm not just dating to date. Like I'm intentionally dating. And if you don't, if you're not going to step up to the plate, then. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I was confused about you being like, I'm just going to text him because like I quit. And I'm like, no, that's not what you're doing. Right, right, right. Like you, neither of these guys are your guy. So why would you even open that door again? Right. So anyways, I committed myself to going out that night after a (laughs) long day. That was really cute though. Yeah. It was really cute. Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember where we were. We went to Little Hardware. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was nice to go out and have a drink and then go home and go to sleep. <laughs> the vibe at Laurel Hardware is, I love a patio with twinkle lights. Yeah, it's really cute. I've heard that place pops off. It's I've it's never cute. been. But it's really cute. You should take yeah. Allison there for a date night. I will. Yeah, but just make sure it's in the patio. Okay. 
Yeah, request. The twinkle lights. Yeah, the twinkle lights. Um, what did you and uh, what did you do this last week, Easton? Update us. Oh my goodness. People um, always want to hear more from you. So, <laughs> um, I uh, we've been doing a lot of like very minor home stuff. Um, we, uh, we redid the floors in our kitchen. (laughs) This is terribly exciting. Uh, um, what else did we do? Um, I have been off work, which has been nice for the last like, you know, week or two. So, uh, I've been around the house fixing, fixing things, uh, playing with the dog. Um, we went to Disneyland a bunch, um, didn't go out of town or anything, but, um, which I think is something exciting. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, I feel like people are always just like wanting to know about you and your life. And same with Mark. Like, I feel like people are always like, I want to know more about Easton. And- oh, my gosh. When Mark gets back, I ne- we need to go into a full detail about his Monday through Friday meal meal plans. Oh because God, every yeah. <laughs> day of the week has like an assignment of like what it's like Taco Tuesday and like Pizza Wednesday. I'm not really sure what it is, but every single night of the week is like a certain. Oh, like, it's always been that way? It's always been that way. It's the cutest thing. Like I'm kind of very upset. jealous of it. Yeah. Because we spent a lot of the week going just like wandering a wasteland trying to think of what to do. And Mark was like, hey, Wednesday, I'm having spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. You and Mark yeah. are similar, huh? Very like similar. routine. Loves a good routine. Love a good routine. Interesting. I do. It's funny because I feel as though having some sort of structure to my day makes me more productive. Yeah, absolutely. I could never have your schedule. I would literally be Oh, yeah. I mean, even as laid back as I am and how much I love to just like hang and chill, I even get like stir crazy where I'm like, like I get excited when, because a lot of the times what I do, I do at my house, you know, it's like social media stuff. So it's, it's time consuming, but it's done at my house. Yeah. Whereas and I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm just going to go on a walk to get some fresh air. I'm like, nah. I don't have to leave the house. Not leaving the house. Oh my gosh. I like could not. Could not. I know. We're different that way. Um, so we have a very exciting guest today, a very handsome guest. His name is Colin Egglesfield. I know him well from something borrowed. Oh, you do love you? something borrowed? I love something borrowed. I love it. It's such a good movie. But anyways, he is going to be here talking about his new book. Um, and then we're going to answer some of our listener questions. But first, we're going to talk about Quip. That's right. First of all, I would like to say I'm the worst packer in the history of the world. <laughs> it's very true. I don't know if you saw our Instagram stories. We went to Hawaii for 48 hours. I packed a carry-on. Becca packed spare bedroom (laughs) (laughs) which i just unpacked last night which i unpacked the day we got back from hawaii (laughs) two types of people in this world well um packing your toiletries somehow is a very delicate game of stacking and maneuvering it is like a little game of tetris trying to get everything you possibly can in there i really this is me um i will say packing toiletries is always a little a little bit of a game of Tetris, trying to get everything in the right spot. Yeah. I mean, trying to get things to, you like feel like you need things that you've never used before and you try to fit them in there. Mm-hmm. It's chaotic. But Quip is super easy to pack and have on the go because it's compact. It's a wireless design. It tucks easily in the corner of your carry-on or, or your back pocket if you're just spending the night somewhere. Hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> Always prepared. Always prepared. <laughs> Plus, the travel-ready uh, cover protects your brush from sandy swimsuits and luggage slip-ups, and it's a three-month battery life. It will last through a season filled with weekends away. Uh, they're making it easier than ever to keep up with your wake-up and wind-down routine when you're out of the office. So, brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Um, a friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. Yeah, Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals, and they have thousands of verified five-star reviews. And they have a new kid's brush. It's the same as our version, just tweaked for size-down mouths, which is so cute. Are you going to take your Quip on vacation with you? Of course. I always do. And it's so easy. It's cute. I mean, I see why people would want to put it in their back pocket or take it in their clutch. Yep. It's cute. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Becca right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Becca, getquip.com slash Becca. Now, on to something that I love talking about. Tell me. Fitness. Up. Been the gym, just, just working, working on, on my fitness. fitness. That's a song that they fitness. played at Chuck Prom. Yeah. It's actually Chuck Ball now, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that change. But anyways, oh. <laughs> I digress. Um, Open Fit takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Sculpt your body in the convenience of your own home um, with no eyes on you. You can work out with amazing trainers like Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, or the newest workout, um, Rough Around the Edges, with six of the most badass stunt women in the business. You no longer have to worry about others watching you um, work out or feel the pressure to keep up with the others in the gym. OpenFit is great for all fitness levels. And you get what you put in. So you'll see results within the first 30 days if you're putting in the work. Um, getting ready to hit the beach, but don't quite have the beach body you desire. Um, I feel like both of us, you just did a bar class, right? You I loved that. I loved it so much. Um, I feel like um, there's so many options on open fit of different types of classes you can take. It makes it so easy to pick and choose what you want to work out and how you want to work out. Um, open fit has changed the way we work out. And by texting our code Becca to 303030, that's 303030. You can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now during the open fit 30 day challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to open fit. When you text Becca to 303030, that's 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text Becca to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. That number again, 303030. And don't forget to text Becca. Um, we have a very special guest in the OR today. We have Colin Egglesfield. I know him. Well, yes, let's give him a hand. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank excited. you. I got, I got excited about more of the intro. I know you from one of my favorite movies, Something Borrowed. Something Borrowed, yes. <laughs> what a great movie, right? It's so... I think it just played on E! like 20 times this the... past weekend. Yeah. yeah. That is so funny. It really did. But 
I agree. I'm with Beck on this one. That was a fantastic movie. Thank you very much. It's one of those movies for me where when it does come on TV, I sit and watch the whole way through. Yeah. Even though I'm like, do you I still know, cry? I, I'm not really a huge crier in movies in general. Yeah. So, so let me she ask you this does. because there's cry. a lot of people who have different opinions on my character in terms of I was engaged to Kate Hudson's character, mm-hmm. but I'm in love with Jenny Goodwin's character. Mm-hmm. And some people think, all right, true love is what it is and that's what it should be. Others are like, you are the biggest D-bag for leaving your fiance to go for another woman. So what did, what's your take on it? Go ahead. Okay, well, mine might be a little different because I was a fan of the books. So I was a little perturbed that they didn't continue to make more of the movies because it shows the, the narrative from everybody's perspective, which I feel like would open people's eyes up a little bit more because you see yeah. the story from everybody, like from every angle. And then mm-hmm. you're more sympathetic to everybody involved. Like you're not really mad at anybody. That's how I left. Okay. I left like just loving love. Yeah. So I was just, my, it irked my pickle a little bit that <laughs> yeah. we did not get more follow-up movies because the books were fantastic. And I f- feel like we could have done more justice, you know? Yep. That's the unfortunate thing of the whole evolution of the way Hollywood has, uh, what's it what it's turned into with regard to streaming and Netflix and Hulu where mm-hmm. n- no one really goes to movies anymore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think the the demographic that goes to movies is 17-year-old boys is the the largest demographic of people that actually go to movies. Oh, yeah. So, you know, everything is now shifting to TV and unfortunately something borrowed um was at the tail end yeah. of the whole transitioning into TV. So everyone was like, you got to make something blue. And uh-huh. unfortunately the, the box office numbers j- just don't support um, those kinds of movies anymore. It's a it's shame. So interesting that Maybe you a say Netflix that. Movie. Yeah. That's like, a good let's idea. Let's bring it to Netflix. Yeah. This is my pitch. Because I went, I don't, I'm not gonna say the movie because it was a fantastic movie, but I went to the movies like two weeks ago and it was opening weekend and it was a fantastic movie and the theater was empty. It's like, sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Like, Every, like this movie's so good, yeah. It really like made yeah, it made me sad. Well, so if we're still talking about it, my opinion on um your character was that I think if it were me in the situation where mm-hmm. you were my fiance mm-hmm. or like one of my really good friends' fiance, I'd be like, he is the worst human. We hate him. I would not have any sympathy. However, if I'm the person who fell in love, like if I'm you and I fell in love with someone and it was just, just this like instant connection that I couldn't mm-hmm. move on from. But wouldn't you, you wouldn't want to be with someone who didn't want to be with you, right? Exactly. So it's almost as if like, you know what, you're giving me a gift in telling me that this is not mm-hmm. how I really feel. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I was, because my character Dex was kind of, um, he went after Darcy because she fit the mold of what he thought mm-hmm. he was he supposed wanted. to be. Mm-hmm. And as we see through the film, uh, he kind of re- starts to recognize what his true feeling is. And that's mm-hmm. what I talk about in my, my book, Agile Artist. It, finding out what that true, what your true self is. Getting connected with not only, you know, your heart, but also your gut. Because I think a lot of the times, especially growing up in the Midwest where I c- come from, mm-hmm. it's you kind of just go to school, you've follow the road to go to college, you get the job, you get married, you have the kids, and then that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it never, I never really felt like it was something that uh, 
that it was it, it was that I was passionate about, okay. I guess, if you will. So I studied uh, biology pre-med at University of Iowa, thinking like, okay, this is, you know, my dad's a doctor. This kind of feels like this is the route to go. What's to do? I wasn't completely sold on the idea of going to four more years of medical school. And randomly I heard on the radio about this model talent search at the Davenport Holiday Inn <laughs> next Tuesday night. And I was like, and they were like, you can travel the world and work with supermodels. And I was like, hmm, that sounds, sounds interesting. So I show up at this thing. And it's kind of like American Idol where you walk in, there's two ladies in front of a desk. And um, at the time I had uh, ER was popular. So George Clooney was the man and uh -huh. I had the George Clooney Caesar haircut, uh, <laughs> glasses. And the ladies asked me to take my glasses off and mess up my hair. And then they invited me to uh, this model convention thing, which I went to in Chicago. And then a few months later, I'm on runway shows in Milan, Italy with Giorgio Armani, like personally fitting me with suits and then... I got to know the Versace family and doing runway shows for Versace and dinners with Elton John and Donatella and Baby Spice. And I mean, wow. my whole world flipped from small town USA to like the glamour of all this like supermodel stuff. And then I moved to New York City and I was like, oh, this will last for a couple of years and then I'll just go back home and, you know, go to medical school. Mm -hmm. um, and I just randomly jumped into an acting class because I started going on some commercial auditions and started booking, but I, I didn't know what I was doing. So my, my acting teacher or my uh, agent was like, once you jump into an acting class, have you ever thought about doing that? And I said, no, I, I mean, I, I was always shy and introverted growing up. Um, but once I jumped into an acting class and ha I had now a script with all these amazing words and I was like doing scenes with beautiful girls like yourself. <laughs> and I was like, this is what I've always been wanting to say. I just didn't know how to say it. So acting oh. class was an amazing training ground for me to just start to learn how to communicate. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. really. Um, and get in touch with what really mattered to me. And that's why I advise anyone to jump into an acting class, especially if you're like in business or in sales, because what I talk about in Agile Artist is that we can get so stuck in our head um, about being analytical about things and how to problem solve. And we just have to, you know, work harder, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and it's a numbers game. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and what I talk about is that if you're not connected with your heart and your, your gut, um, you're just never going to find your way because you need to be uh, mentally, intellectually, spiritually connected in order for something to feel right. And if one of those is off, then there's always going to be something that kind of is unsettled within you. And that's why we talk about like, if you were with someone and just didn't feel yeah. right. Yeah. And it's like you, cause I've dated women and it's like, they look beautiful and they've, they fit the bill, but, and you're just hoping you're just like, <laughs> why is what's missing? You know? Yeah. Um, and so I talk about that in my book in terms of how to get really connected with what really matters to you. And then once you identify that, how to overcome the obstacles and the challenges, um, to fulfill on whatever it is that uh, that you truly want in life. What was going on? And like, I always feel Tanya always says like, oh, I want to write a book. I'm going to write a book one day because she has a lot of uh, stories about in her dating life and her career life and yeah. everything. Was there a point at some point in your career or relationship or whatever where you were like, I need to get I need to write this down? Not necessarily. Uh, I, the idea of writing a book was never even on my radar because I just, it, to sit down and write, I've tried to write screenplays before and I'll get into like page 30 and then I'll just be like, ah, I don't know where this is going. I don't know where this is going to yeah. end. 
Um, but I recently moved back to Chicago last year and uh, ran and was speaking at uh, an entrepreneurial kind of real estate conference. And this book publisher came up to me afterwards and she was like, you've got a really interesting story. Have you ever thought about writing a book? I was like, hell no, I don't, I don't even know the first thing to do. So, um, and I'll have to introduce you to my book publisher because she's really sweet and sounds like you'd, uh, you'd be able to, uh, I'm sure you have like a ton of stories. She probably, you, she probably yeah. has the book <laughs> already <Yeah>. written. <laughs> it's just one of those things where like I share so many of my stories on the air and everyone's like, you need to write these things yes. down. And I'm yes. like, even if it doesn't publish or go anywhere, like I want to have a book to share with my kids someday to be like, look yeah, at what like exactly. your mom did. <laughs> right. Do you know, look what I went said. through and said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, truly. So what my publisher said, she was like, well, look, um, think about, let's do like five to seven chapters. So think about the 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 biggest five to seven things that have happened in your life that have left that mark on you that you feel like you could flesh out into a chapter. So I wrote down the seven major events in my life. Um, one of them being that model search thing that kind of got me into Europe and then into the acting thing. And then I talk about the World Trade Center experience because I lived across the street from that. And sure that so when I woke up one morning and saw people hanging out the tops of those towers. Yeah. Um, I'd been in New York for four years and I'd been studying acting and I thought about doing it professionally, but I, I mean, when you go to see Top Gun and all these other movies that you think like how the, the idea of going to Hollywood, I didn't know anyone out here. I didn't know like that was, but going to acting class, I just fell in love with it. So it was, I, I, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I just didn't, think it was possible until that day on 9-11 when those planes hit those towers my life changed completely because at at that moment I kind of realized everything was put into perspective very intensely in in the in the sense that um seeing those people trapped up in those windows and then starting to see them jump was horrible I mean it was the most horrendous thing anyone could ever witness and once the first tower came down and I was running down the street and people were screaming and it was just, I couldn't get back to my apartment for two weeks. And once I got back in there, it looked like a bomb had blown up inside my, my apartment. And I mean, it was debris and glass and metal beams and a national guard soldier guy said, you have 10 minutes to throw whatever you can throw into a suitcase and get out of here. And so I, I didn't have a home and I'd been thinking about going out to Hollywood to pursue my dream of being an actor. Um, and up until that moment, I thought about those people up in the the top of those towers. Like if they had a second chance at life Mm -hmm. and there was something that they had thought about doing, like writing a book or even just telling their wife that they loved them one last time, I guarantee you they would have done it and they wouldn't have listened to all the negative criticism or the voice in your head that says like, who do you think you are? You know, you're nobody. And because we all have that inner Mm -hmm. critic that can destroy us. Imposter syndrome. It, what it's it called? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm That's not good the enough. first time I've... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So in Agile Artist, I talk about how to I- identify all those negative thoughts. And I talk about how our brains just evolutionarily are designed to protect us. Um, they're not designed to encourage us to get out of our comfort zone and pursue our dreams. So by recognizing that that's just biologically how our brains work, and it's almost like the matrix where you kind of have to pull your mm-hmm. thoughts outside of the physical, chemical, hormonal 
thoughts that your brain just naturally does and write. And what I did was I wrote down, okay, what do I want to accomplish? And just seeing it down there on paper and getting it out of my head, mm-hmm. um, I was then able to say, okay, look, I, there's nothing that's going to stop me now because if I was in the top of those towers, I would have been like, you know what, please, God, just give me one more chance. I will do anything. Mm-hmm. And so it put things into perspective where I came out here, um, started booking a few little jobs here and there. And then three years later, I ended up booking a job on all my children, soap opera, yeah. where I played the transplanted, unaborted fetus of Eric Kane. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great three years. Um, you were on it for three years? I was on it for three years. Okay. And... I was like, wow, amazing. I'd been And that's like a steady gig. Like people oh, yeah. are uh-huh. stoked. Like yeah. 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 And a lot of people are like, what are you doing? What are you doing on a soap opera? I'm like, you try getting on a soap <laughs> opera, you yeah. know? Like you try just getting any acting job. It's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I've done the statistic, like just write, write, writing the book, I realized I've gone on over about roughly two thousand auditions in my twenty year acting career. And if you go on my IMDB page, I have like roughly like forty credits. And, you know, I've worked with Sylvester Stallone, my boyhood idol, and Kate Hudson, and mm-hmm. Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I go to all these, like, parties, and, and people are like, oh, my God, you've, you've made it. You're successful. But the statistics are I'm successful 2% of the time. Right. So I face 98% of the time I'm rejected. Mm-hmm. And so I talk about an agile artist. How, how can you overcome all that rejection? Or how, how do you live with that much rejection and keep moving forward? And that's why when you go to Starbucks here in Los Angeles... You see so many actors just like a shell of themselves because they're like, I, I'm horrible. I, you <laughs> yeah. know, I didn't get the job, you know, and yeah. um, it's it's tough. Um, and so I talk about how to reframe rejection and and setbacks into more of an empowering context to be able to then just keep going. And it really comes down to how hungry are you? Mm-hmm. What are you willing to sacrifice? to go after anything in life you have to sacrifice something Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily how much how exciting or how much you want something it's how much you're willing to put up with in order to get there Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people don't realize like oh i want to be an actor i want to be so and so well are you willing and are you uh equipped with the tools to be able to deal with all the negativity and the setback and the challenges that are going to help you be successful i feel like people are ready for the yeses but they're not prepared for the no's no hell no you know like people only see like oh my gosh i'm they see the bright lights and they're not ready for i mean you talk to every actor out there and they say the amount of rejection versus versus the amount of like the jobs i get yeah is shocking (laughs) yeah so the statistics are there's about 160,000 screen actor guild members and at any given point, only 5% are working and only 3% are actually doing it consistently. So the, uh, I mean, this is not the best business to get into <laughs> if you're looking for long-term security, yeah. you know, yeah. but for me, it's like when I wake up in the morning, I like even just going to, um, like working on any of the TV, like movies, TV, like every morning I would wake up and be like, ah, oh, I love this. I, I'm, I'm nervous and I'm excited and. Yeah. But I still like to this day, 20 years later, whenever I book a job, I'm like, Woo! like it's it's just there. It's in. And you'll talk to I listen to a lot of just different actors and um, people who are successful in whatever they do. And they always say, uh, I'm sure you hear this, too. If it doesn't scare you, then it's not worth doing. 
Yeah. You know, because what's your quote, Tony? If it doesn't doesn't challenge you, you, it doesn't change you. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's it's so easy to stay in our comfort zone Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I could never do that. Or, but I'm going to help you write your book. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone where they can get the book? I know it says available on Amazon. Is that Amazon.com right now? And uh, 10% of the proceeds actually go towards. Uh, I'm helping build a community center in the south side of Chicago. Uh, a lot of the schools in in the south side have had budgets uh, cuts. Right. So like athletics and arts and music, it, these kids just don't have those type of outlets to be creative. And there's a guy down in the south side of Chicago who uh, started a, uh, a nonprofit called Art on the Loose, where he teaches kids, um, exposes them to careers in art and creativity. So graphic design and um, uh, writing, drawing, painting, anything creative. And they've been looking for a permanent headquarters and I identified a building down there. So like I said, 10% of the proceeds of the book go towards um, helping establish this community center. And so everyone who buys a book, you are contributing to the lives of so many people. Um, And then where can people follow you on Instagram, Twitter? On Instagram, at Colin Egglesfield. Twitter is at C Egglesfield. Oh, changing it up. Yeah. (laughs) Keep them on their toes. Yeah, I started out with Twitter, and then I when I jumped over to Instagram, I was like, yeah, I think I should put my full name. Yeah. So um, You got it in there while you could. Yeah, exactly. And then I also, uh, we just started uh, an Agile Artist Community Facebook page. Awesome. So what I talk about in the book as well is that you can't do things on your own. And growing up, I always felt like, well, I'm a guy I can do a, you know, I, I don't need anyone's help. Um, but when I was diagnosed with cancer, I realized that, uh, I just couldn't get through this on my own. I knew I needed to get some help with regards to how to just keep going to my radiation treatments and how to just get through it all. Um, every month I had, uh, to go to Sloan Kettering Hospital for my checkups. And it literally felt like I was a ticking time bomb because I was like, are they going to find mm-hmm. something this time? Yeah. Because I had cancer. Um, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer six months after booking all my children. Oh, my wow. So I was on my dream job and, you know, I was like my first steady acting job and six months later, boom. And with testicular cancer, that's a pretty sensitive personal topic. Yeah. So I don't want anyone to know, you know? Yeah. And so I, I hit it and had the first surgery and no one knew about it. And then it, um, I went through radiation treatment and my third week of radiation treatment, um, for those of you who don't know what that feels like, it's like you go into the hospital five days a week, um, or to the, the radiology uh, clinic and they zap you with nothing touches you. It's like literally for five seconds on the front, five seconds on the back. And then you leave and like an hour later, you just feel like you want to vomit and throw up and you have a fever and you just feel sick. And I was doing that and then going to all my children and having to do these scenes with my shirt off and being like, Donna, I love you. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need to like vomit. Oh. You know, so at, at a certain point, my director could tell that there was something I was, something was up. and I didn't want him to think I was like out partying the night before yeah, I was right. hungover. And, uh, you know, he's like, are you, are you all right? You don't seem like you're, you're so, um, so good. And I, and I just finally, I looked up at him and I was just like on the verge of tears. And I was just like, I can't hide this anymore. I mm-hmm. need to tell you that I'm going through radiation treatment for cancer. And he's like, are you crazy? Like, why didn't you tell us? And 
what I realized is that once you share something, your community shows up to support mm-hmm. you. And they gave me time off to finish my radiation treatment. And, um, and it just, uh, it made me realize that when you ask for help, as it long comes. as, yeah, it, it shows up in, in some amazing ways. And that's why I feel like now's the time to kind of give back and share what I've learned through all of this. So in hopes of helping someone else who's going through it, because what helped me get through my cancer experience too was um, I read Lance Armstrong's book about mm-hmm. how he got through all of it. And hopefully with, you know, someone going through the same thing, because I do a lot of charity work with St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Children's Hospital Los Angeles. I do the Malibu Triathlon every year and the South Beach Triathlon with St. Jude's Hospital. So I, I meet a lot of these kids and families who are going through what I went through and knowing that someone else has gone through it um, just makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about a little segment in my book where I was going to Sloan Kettering for my checkups and um, a year after my first diagnosis, I was diagnosed a second time. So I'd have a, have a second surgery and at that point, you know, that happens only 5% of the time. So I'm in a high risk category. And so at this point, I, I, my world was flipping upside down. I was like, literally, am I going to die? Yeah. Um, and I left Sloan Kettering one um, after my second diagnosis. And this is one of these miraculous things. This cab pulls up and I, you know, I hailed him down, got in the taxi and it was this Russian guy. And he looked at me through the rear view mirror and he could tell like, I don't know, just maybe I just had my head down or I was, uh, he goes, he asked me, you know, how I was doing. And normally I don't really like to chit chat, but at this moment I was just like, not good, man. And he's like, why? What's, what's wrong? And I said, uh, I, I gotta have another surgery. I, he's like, for what? I said, cancer. And he's like, I have cancer too. And I was like, really? He's like, he asked me what kind I said, testicular. And then uh, I'll never forget this because I looked at him through the rearview mirror and he just, at a stoplight, he looked at me and he just lasered into my eyes and he was just like, you're going to be okay. I mean, it was like, I don't know, an angel or Mm -hmm. something that was put in that moment where I needed it. And it's those little moments that keep you going. And that's why I wrote this book too, because I want to make sure that people who are going through the same thing mm-hmm. have that support because it is scary. It is terrifying. Yeah. And knowing that your community is there um, makes all the difference. Wow. That's amazing. Tanya is emotional. I am just because I just know like a lot of people that are going through that. Yep. So I'm sure your book's going to touch a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's why I wrote it. If you haven't already gotten on to Amazon.com, get on there. <laughs> Buy Agile Artist and 10% will go to, what is the charity? It's called Art on the Loose. Arts on the Loose, which is a um, community center that they're building in Chicago. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so You're much. You're amazing. Thanks for having me. Um, he is so cute. He is. And so nice. So nice. I like, felt like he wow. was like, I felt like there was, there were vibes. With me? Yeah. Are you on glue? No. Do you see what I look like right now? 
You look gorgeous. <laughs> I haven't showered. I haven't slept. I've never Your felt beauty worse. shines through. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That's very You sweet. didn't feel that at all? No. I, I quit, felt- remember? Okay, but you can still feel things. <laughs> That's true. He was, I really was taken aback by how amazing he is. Yeah. He's so, he's like such a normal, good, like, good, he's a good guy. Looking good guy. <laughs> For sure. Wow. wow. Colin Eggleston. You good? Yeah, we're good. He got you emotional there. Yeah. Well, you know, I have like, I think it just, I have such a soft spot with cancer mm-hmm. that I can't even. Like people that go through that mm-hmm. are really just a different human. Oh yeah, a different kind of human. Yeah, it's it's such a powerful testimony. So yeah, um, he's awesome. Would I would suggest maybe giving him a follow on Instagram after that? <laughs> okay, I will. Do, okay, I will do that. But in a I quit way. Yeah, like I follow you, but I follow you because you are great to have on the podcast. You're, you're a great human. You're a great human. Yeah, yeah. Switching gears, let's take a quick break. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving, and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. 
Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. I'm talking about names like Cardin, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve, brands that bring innovation, style, and diversity to the table. But wait, it gets even better. Macy's isn't just celebrating with fashion, they're also giving back. Throughout the month of May, you can support college access and student success by donating online or rounding up your purchase in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA Scholars is an incredible nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students to achieve their academic and professional dreams. And you can be a part of that mission simply by rounding up your purchase at Macy's Checkout. Trust me, every little bit helps. So join me and Macy's this May in celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Let's celebrate culture, style, and education together. When you're selling online and getting your orders out can be like a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage your ship, uh, manage and ship your orders. Uh, No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, I know a lot of friends that have Etsy shops um, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. So ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. So you'll always know that you're getting the best deal no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. I feel like even though I, I feel like I have all the time in the world, I never feel like I have the time, especially living in L.A., to wait in lines, not to mention sitting in traffic, getting to no, Somewhere. have what? you seen those lines? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Those lines at the ship, like the places where you have to go to ship things are gnarly. Well, ShipStation helps save time and money. Um, and right now our scrubbing in listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use our promo code Becca. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. That's rare. Yep. They always try and get you. They do. You just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Becca. That's ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. That's ShipStation.com. And don't forget our promo code Becca. All right. So we got, first of all, I asked the Facebook group for some questions um, that they wanted answered. And then we had an email that I wanted to read because I thought it was interesting. Um, Easton, would you like to to be the email reader? Today? Yes, I would. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. Here we go. This is from Jill. I'm sorry, Tanya, but I can't support your new I quit mantra. I've seen too many people taking on the mindset of I'll find it the moment I stop looking and five years, 10 years later, they wonder why. Sometimes the I quit attitude works, but is that the exception or the rule? For me, finding my person took a lot of work. I treated it like a second job and it wasn't always fun, but like anything you really want, I was committed to giving the process the time and effort necessary. So finding your person is something you truly want, Tanya. Please don't quit. Jill. (laughs) (laughs) I like want to answer this. I want to respond to this for you. Go ahead. As like your representative. What what do you think I would say? (laughs) Because 
I think even you're a little hazy on what I quit means. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Tanya, you are little because you say things that contradict themselves. Like you do and say things that contradict the I quit attitude. No, I quit <laughs> means like I quit. Yes. Treating it like a second job, which I feel like I was doing. I quit doesn't mean I'm taking myself out of the game. Like, I'm not. Right. I yeah. think a lot of people think that it meant you were taking yourself out of the game, no. saying no. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to, I'm open to the possibilities. But not attached to the. But not attached to the outcome. So, like, basically, like, I'm, if someone was like, oh, I want to set you up with somebody tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, cool. But I'm not actively pursuing people setting me up. And, like, you know what I mean? It's just I'm taking a step back. And kind of letting it happen. But I'm still like living my life. Like we know Beck and I have been going out. We've been going, you know, to places that we've never been before and being more social and just putting yeah. ourselves out there. But I'm not, so I'm not quitting in terms of like, I'm saying no to any guy that asks me out. I'm just quitting being so persistent. I, I think it's more like it, there's been a time recently, I mean, up until this point where she had this life-altering moment yeah um, epiphany if you will. epiphany if you will um that like we would be around so anyone we met it, it was like do you have friends do you have any single friends right or like if we met like a cool girl i'd be like do you have a brother yeah single like brother i mean the way she started talking to mark Wahlberg was asking about his son like that's like, <laughs> really sums it up so I think it was like more that mentality of like, I'm not putting so much effort into making this happen on my own. Right. If it comes to me, I will accept it, but I'm not going to like seek it out. Which leads me to this <laughs> like almost more justification of my I quit epiphany. My pastor said something the other day that really struck me and it was basically about forcing things. If you're forcing something, you know, that's how we oh, people force relationships, people force jobs. Like I'm not getting the promotion. So they like for like they force themselves into a new job and you forcing things is not living in faith. Truly. And it's like, God's been so faithful in my life. And like, he has been so faithful to me in every aspect. Mm -hmm. Why am I questioning him in this? Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing. I've been forcing all these things and I'm just, I'm just letting my faith take over. Proud of you. Thank you. But yeah, I think that, I think she thought that you were saying I quit to everything. Right. So right, Jill, right. just to let you know, Tony has not actually quit fully. She's right. I'm not like sans man. <laughs> no, you're, no, you are sans man. Oh, yeah, right I am sans man. <laughs> but you're okay with waiting until the it, right one shows up. Yeah. And the possibility of saying yes to what comes to you rather than being like desperately seeking it out. Correct. Yeah. Like, like I mean, she says treating it like a second job. I think that's a little, with all due respect, Jill, I think that's a little aggressive. Um, <laughs> yeah. back, back, uh, back, in, back in my dating days when I was a, <laughs> a young uh, uh, snapper. <laughs> yeah, cub on the prowl, um, uh -huh. I found that um, I was, when I was asking a lot of girls on dates, a lot of them would say no, or or we'd go out once they wouldn't want to go out again. And I was getting really frustrated and I was like, oh, I'm not trying hard enough. And then I realized once I took some steps back and I started like, not fo not so much like focusing on myself, but like trying new things that I was interested in, like going to new places or doing new things, like, you know, spending time at the gym or like going out to do things. Uh, 
I found that you put make yourself open to meeting new people and put new things entering your life, and then these things kind of materialize. And yeah, I know I know a lot of people do that and then nothing happens. But I I found that like you were saying, uh, there, there's an old phrase that I, I can't say on the air, but um, if you have to, f- it's like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably oh, poop. Sh- yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's, it's really gross, but but it's true, it's I think. Very, you know? It's very like, it really paints the picture of, yeah. It's very yeah. crass, but but I don't know. The, the way I look at it is um, I, I like I quit. I like it a lot. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not living in a place of fear anymore. I just don't I'm stepping into faith. I love it too. And I think it's amazing. And I think it's exactly what you needed to hear and for it to happen. I just feel like it wasn't exactly clear when you said I quit. Right. I think a lot of people were like, well, I quit too. <laughs> and everyone's just sitting at home and saying no to dates and not doing things because they're like, well, Tanya quit. So I quit. So just to clear it up. Yeah. That's what I quit. If you get us out on a date, I (laughs) would love for you to go, but just don't put so much pressure on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you first started the I quit stuff, I really thought it was like, I am giving up and that that is it. Like, I am done. And it took me a while to understand like, oh no, it's not, it's not just like, I'm giving up on everything. I'm No. I was having to like respond to the Facebook group, be like, no, no, no. It's not what she means. (laughs) She's fine. Well, she's not giving up forever. She's not in that headspace. No, no, no. Um... Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, speaking of, I had a, a very emotional moment with my friend Jesse. Uh, I don't even know when that was last week. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about, um, I don't know if it's after I took the Enneagram test, I think a lot makes sense about my personality type and being a nine. And I feel like I've always been very, I like want everyone to be to get along. I don't want there to be any friction. I hate conflict. I hate confrontation. I want everyone to be proud of me. We talked about this, like make it like we were talking about this with uh, our friend Paulina and we were just saying like, it's a lot when you are this personality type and you want, you want everyone to be pleased with you. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of pressure and it's all me. Like I've put it all on myself, but, um, I was talking to my friend Jesse and she was just asking about like, how I was doing, how my relationship with God was. And I, I cried so much that day. I think just like, like talking about it, I guess I haven't talked about it in a long time. And, um, she was like, she said, she goes, you know how Tanya, like, you don't even have to know her and you can feel there's something about her that like radiates out of her. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And she was like, she was like, I want you to feel like I want, that's how I feel about you. But I feel like you've put everything into like your relationship and your friendships. And like, you have like wanted everyone else to shine and you have just like sat down. And I was like, I think I have, but I think it's more been like, what's my purpose? Like, what am I doing? And we talked about it a little bit. Like you were like, I think you found your purpose. Like you're living your purpose. But I think I, in my head, I'm like, am I doing enough? Like with what I've been given. I just think that so, and it's not just you. I think so many people feel like they have like that a purpose in life is just this grandiose thing. When in reality, like everybody, your purpose could be something even so minute, you know, it could just be being that person that's always smiling and happy. Mm -hmm. And like for you, I think the way that you live your life and the people that are in your life you are so special and like your heart is so generous and loving and kind. And 
I don't think you realize it because it just comes naturally to you, if that makes sense. But because you don't see it from an outside perspective, but the way that you treat people and the way that th- that you are to the people in your life is so like loving and 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 it hurts me that you don't see that about yourself, you know. And I think that is your purpose. Don't cry. No. Oh. <laughs> but it's it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful trait, and you don't see it about yourself, and that's what kills me because you you think like my purpose needs to be this. Like I need to be, I don't even know who, the Dalai Lama or something. And I think you're putting so much pressure on yourself to have this this gigantic thing when it's like, yeah, you have such a beautiful purpose, but you don't, I don't think like, there's so many little things that you do for the people that you love that I don't even think you realize is so out of the ordinary. I don't think you realize it because it's just a second nature to you. I remember coming off The Bachelor and... Um, I tweeted something or said something that people like didn't like or they responded to in like a negative way. And I was like freaking out about it. And one of the producers, I, I t- texted him about it. And he was like, you don't have to be perfect. Like no one wants that. Like you don't, ha- you're putting all this like pressure on yourself. And I did it with the whole virginity thing. Like it became my identity. And I remember like having this moment of being like, have I let everyone down because that's not my like title anymore. And it was such a like sad moment of being like, have I not like, have I made this like promise that was supposed to be like to myself and to God about what other people think about me like strangers. And it was like this really crazy moment for me to be like, wow, I've put this, I've like made this my identity just because I wanted people to like approve of me or like me. And I think I've done it my whole life. And it's so sad because it's like I haven't been able to just like live. Yeah. Hashtag just live. <laughs> no, but it's true. You yeah. Know, like I think and you've said this so many times about like your purpose. And I'm like, Becca, you are literally living in your purpose right now. I know, and you've but I always feel so like much I- and you owe it. But I don't think that you realize what you. You don't realize the way that you treat people is so special I guess I just always I mean I guess I never feel want to feel like complacent with what my impact is you know I always want to feel like oh I can do more I can be you know I can I can do more with what I have which I think is healthy but I have to real I don't I don't want to live in a place of being like like just because I have like you said because I haven't found this like grand thing that I'm not doing anything totally so anyways That got more emotional than I expected, but really pulled it together. (laughs) But I think it's something that a lot of, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people live their lives to be um, not, not like people pleasing, but they live their lives for other people Mm -hmm. and they aren't, they don't let themselves just be themselves. And I think it's, it's like sad and it's, I don't think you're the only person dealing with that. I think a lot of people deal with that. And I almost yeah. think I need a little bit on the other side. You know what I mean? Like I need to reel it in just a tad nah. because I don't know <laughs> how to, I'm just so overly open about my life that I think that I could maybe take it down. A notch. <laughs> but I don't know how. No. Cause I'm just like, well, it's just you. It's just me. And I think, and part, part of me struggles because I think this is, it's like, you know, if you're um, like you form a habit 
and it takes a while to like break that habit. Mm-hmm. This has been my whole life feeling this way. Mm-hmm. So it's not like all of a sudden one day I can just be like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to like, you know, not worry so much about pleasing other people. Yeah. But and maybe it does go back. I, I actually would be interested to see what like a therapist says about this because you were saying that you were you were the golden child, like you, ever, you were the golden child in your family, yeah. and I was the opposite of the golden <laughs> child. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't really do well in school. I was always crazy and out like loud and obnoxious, uh-huh. and like a little bit of the left of center, you know. <laughs> so I never felt that pressure to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I never had that pressure because I just never did. I know. So I'm wondering if it kind of goes one thousand percent. Yeah, I probably I should have talked to. Maybe you should talk to the therapist. Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. <laughs> um, well, for those of you that suffer with their skin, we have the answer. It is BioClarity. Uh, it is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. It's that time of year that you kind of get back into healthier habits because what healthy eating does for your body, BioClarity does for your face. Uh, and so with summer, you know, everybody's using a lot of like extra oils and, you know, I'm getting a rash on my legs from some sunscreen. So <laughs> it's really important to, um, to use these clean products on our faces. And since it's summer, the essentials routine, um, it's for normal or dry skin, which I have, um, it comes with everything you need to nurture, hydrate, and restore your skin. Um, it's a three-step regimen that is packed full of detoxifying and calming nutrients, antioxidants, and a super special ingredient, Floralux from plants that you can only find in BioClarity. Um, it's three steps. It's cleanse, restore, and hydrate. And I love, I love how with BioClarity you can tell that it's a clean product by the way that it uh-huh. smells. Yeah, well, their products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificial fragrance-free, and it's 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. I just feel like like what we talk about all the time, what we're putting in our bodies, what you eat, you're so particular, the tampons we're using, it's like you should be using clean products for your yeah. face. I used to like love products that had like, you know, all the, the scents and like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you just had this... The, all these scents on the stuff you put on your face. And now I like BioClarity because it's clean. There's no chemicals. It's just clean product. Yeah. Well, get healthier, more radiant skin by going to BioClarity.com. And right now for our listeners, you will save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website, which is an incredible deal. But you have to enter our code Becca at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use our code Becca at checkout. One more time, that's bioclarity.com, promo code Becca. Um, we're winding down today's episode, but we had some questions, like I said, that we wanted to answer. Did you listen? What? Did you find one? <laughs> Did I listen? <laughs> have you been listening? <laughs> Um, I screenshotted a few. This one I'm going to ask you, which I only bring this up because I feel like a lot of our listeners are huge Bachelor fans. Okay. Among all the Bachelor world contestants, who would you consider dating, even if it were completely unlikely? Are you going to answer? Well, we're both going to answer. Oh. 
I think of all the bachelors. Oh, 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 like just all the land from oh, past from seasons. 2075 oh. seasons. If I had to pick somebody, who would I date? Yeah. Even if he's married? Yeah. Could be totally unlikely. Uh, Jason Mesnick. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're very Solid dude. Married Molly. Great family. I just feel like he's a solid dude. Great answer. Thank you so much. Great answer. Mine would be... <laughs> I didn't watch it before I was on it, so I don't know a lot of... like. I only know like who I know from when I was on it. Oh. I'm just trying to... Th- I'm going through my Rolodex. Is those called Rolodex? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Ben Higgins. I just think he's like the best guy. But I, did, I he dumped me. Like, you know, it didn't work out. Everybody but I just like you guys. Anytime but, any one of you says each other's name, they're like, back up, Ben, back up, Ben. I know, but I think it's so just here like. It <laughs> here it comes. He's very happy in a relationship. I'm very happy in a relationship. But I, I think out of all the guys that I know from the show, I just, I love him as a person. Um, I just thought this would be fun to answer because this is like a fun question. I'm going on a first date tomorrow. What are your tips for making first dates not super awkward? Because I seem to be the pro at awkward first dates. So exciting. Tips to not make it awkward. Well, I don't like awkward silence. So (laughs) do you just like talk through all of it? If I'm on a bad date (laughs) and the guy doesn't know how to communicate, it basically turns into an interview where I'm just literally just interviewing him. Like, where are you from? Do you have brothers and sisters? What did you, you know, where, uh, when you grew up, what was your favorite thing to watch on TV? Where'd you (laughs) go to college? Were you in a fraternity? Did you graduate? What'd you graduate in? Oh, what's your job? Tell me about your job. What do you do Monday through Friday? What do you do on the weekend? I mean, I could keep going. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's semi good advice. Like maybe, you know, if if he's not a good communicator and not asking questions, you step up. But also like if it's that bad and that awkward and you're having to like take control, I would be like, All right, thanks for your time. Wait, what's her name? Do you have her name? Um her name is Well, do we wanna sh- her name's Ariel. Ariel. <laughs> I just have to tell you, you have to go into it with a positive attitude because all it takes is one good date and he could be the rest of your life it's so true so it's like so true. he could be terrible and if it's awkward then you just have to have to see him again like whatever it's one night and you lose you lose whatever right but it could be amazing and this could be the start of something really great so like go into it thinking like this could be the start of something and if it's not whatever you're back to where you were today and if if it is, then that's so exciting. Okay, let's 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 give her some first date questions that aren't like where what did you watch on TV in high school, mm-hmm. but something like that are like good like four good questions that if she gets in a rut, it's a good conversation starter. I like to know people's relationships with relationships with their family. I feel like that tells a lot. But what if it's like a sensitive topic? If someone doesn't have a good relationship, that might not be like a first date combo. Oh, really? Yeah, I think if people have bad, you know, or if like maybe they've lost their parents or something, that's yeah. sometimes. I always go there on a Friday. <laughs> um, I also like to find out their birthday just to like. You could do like time. the birth. Well, no, you could do like the like What's if you're your into sign? the Zodiac thing, yeah. it's always a funny because even if you're not, it's still funny if they say like what they are and you're like, well, I don't know anything about that. I just- yeah. <laughs> or like when well, you can see what he orders to drink. I always find like dates like to talk about the liquor that they drink weirdly guys are kind of into liquor so if they order beer like i don't know yeah but what do you think yeah when, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you do you think asking work. about work on a first date is weird, or like asking what they do or Not what their job? Okay, I, I think I that's think a good one. That's a big part of so many people's lives. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's a that's fair. Ask if they have pets. Yeah, I just like to see how people live their lives. You know, just to see if we're like compatible. Even well, you know, it sounds like you get everything about them on the first date judging you know them. i don't leave most stones unturned after a first date to be honest because it's like then you decide if you want to don't again don't talk about your exes or any like past no tanya that's I like do. 101 you're not supposed to do it do you do that tanya? yeah all right i mean i don't go into detail for sure not detail but yeah yeah let let him bring that up if he wants i would not go into that if you have any conspiracy theories, I would keep those oh, under yeah. wraps for the oh, first day. Or you, you, could also, yeah. you could also um, make it light and just be like, oh, have you heard about the Taylor Swift Scooter Braun drama? You know, like bring it into pop culture. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, pop culture is always good. Yeah, yeah. But a guy probably is not like thrilled to talk about Taylor Swift. Uh, maybe ask about um, if you're into sports, like if he's into sports, that could be a good one. Um, like any like TV shows that you've really liked that you feel like would be something that mm-hmm. he could be into. I feel I like we know. really gave her some solid I know, it's like the worst questions ever. Nah, this is good advice. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, Ariel, I hope you have the best first date ever, and I hope it's not awkward at all, and I hope that um, you just have a great time, whether he's the one or not. Yeah. You know what I always tell myself? It just takes one. It just takes one. Just one. One person. That's right. That's all I need. Just one good one. It might take a long time to find that one, but once you do, that's it. Someone said, what happened in Becca's last relationship that makes her want to be so private? I totally respect it, but just curious as to what it was as she was very public with Robert. I think that's really it because I was very public with Robert. Um, I think it's it's interesting because I'm not, my relationship is not a secret it's just private. Like everyone in my life knows, like everyone who's in my life knows. Um, but it's something that is mine and I feel very protective over it. Um, and I think there was a lot of, I felt so much pressure with the fact that my relationship with Robert was public because when it came time and I knew it was coming to an end, I was way, I was so worried about like, once again, disappointing people, making people like, you know, upset that we broke up who were like invested in our relationship. And, um, I think I know it's a burden. Yeah. And it's weird because, um, there's, there are parts of keeping a relationship private that that's hard. I was talking to Tanya earlier about this, that, it's like another um, added thing that I have to think about when I'm posting or doing stuff because you spend a lot of time with the person you're in a relationship with. So it, it is like a weird thing of having to um, be cautious of that. But it, I'm not, it's not necessarily, I'm not doing it to stay like secretive. I'm not doing it as like a game. I'm just protecting something that's very special to me. What? I don't know. I just, I don't like to me, it seems like harder to do that. Yeah. But, but I get it because I don't have that perception of if this relationship ends, I don't feel pressure to like hurt, pe- let people down. Yeah, yeah. 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 But there's also, there's pros and cons because if it's public, I have to deal with other issues. You know, I have to deal with 
people having an, an opinion and people, and I, as we are talking about, I do care about that no matter how much I don't want to. And keeping it private has its own, but the only thing that about keeping it private is that I have a lot of people asking about it constantly. But even if I shared it, there would still be questions about something else, you know? So it's interesting, but, um, I do think keeping the identity of that person private is important because not just in your case, I just think in general, because I remember when I was dating Dr. W yeah, and we gave too many specifics about what he did and what he looked like. And then people found him and they were commenting on his photos, like be good to Tanya and la la la. And so like, I did feel bad about that. So I think for me moving forward, I definitely want to make sure that like, that's why we came up with red starburst. Cause it's just like, keep them very, just vague, very vague. So I do get that. Oh, that's, so you get it for to sure. A very, you get an extent. Do you I get, get it, it to an extent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. Thanks for. I do like. It's really nice that people care, and I felt like people were so kind when on the podcast when I said I was in love. Everyone was like so happy. So, so cool. well, because who doesn't love love? <laughs> who doesn't love love besides the Grinch? And I think now he does. He enjoys love a little bit, right? After yeah, his really? adventure, yeah. I wanted like a really juicy question because everyone really posts some like good stuff on the Facebook group. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> this might be too gross to talk oh, about. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I know what you're going to bring up. The blowjob yeah. thread. <laughs> I think we should all give our tips. And since Easton is a guy. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. God. Oh, is that, that too like, much? Whistled? Go. What do you want to talk about? Should we like give our tips? <laughs> what are your tips? Huh? Are you going to give one or is it just going to be me? I just need to see like where you're going with it before I even say my tips, <laughs> tips and tricks. I have found putting things in your mouth. Maybe we don't do this. Yeah, maybe we don't. <laughs> such as? Such as mints or ice cubes of that nature tend to really high up things it. up. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, that can enhance any experience. That's all I'm. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I've heard about the ice cube thing. Uh huh. Um, I I feel like you're one of my only friends who like actually, not necessarily like enjoyed that doing that, mm-hmm. but was definitely willing to do it more than most of my other friends that I talked to. Who were in relationships. Right. But I don't, I, I like, I was so communicative. I was like, just tell me like, what do you like? What don't you like? <laughs> so awkward. I don't know. I feel weird. Like, because I, because <laughs> I think about who could listen and have an opinion. Whereas you don't. I know. It's, it's like, a problem. It's really a problem. Where your yang is, my yang is. <laughs> I will say, because I think the whole thing was about not gagging, right? Yeah. I had a per- I had someone who I dated, and he said he did not mind the gagging because it gave him an ego boost. <laughs> I cannot. That is foul. <laughs> Wait, is it? Yes. Wait, what part's gross? All of it. No, like what, though? I don't gag. Is that weird? Like you have no gag <laughs> reflex at all? 
Oh, and all the guys come for walking to Tony. <laughs> Hashtag I quit, but guess what? Guys? <laughs> I'm surprised that's what got you though. What? Like, like that's what made you say that's foul. I just feel like there's not right. I was you know, like, I felt that was pretty. I, I did feel it was pretty timid. I, I don't want to say it's pretty tame, but also it's not like that egregious. Egregious. That's yeah. a good word. I'm just saying. I was always like, oh my! I I literally could barely go to the dentist when they put the things in your mouth to like do x-rays and stuff because it made me gag. I have like the most sensitive gag reflex. So I was always like, this is this is not no ideal. I also never heard a dude say that out loud because. Yeah, like As, you like think that, but. Yeah, like. But have you thought it? Well, <laughs> no, I, no comment. I'm just saying that I, I mean, Every man likes an ego boost, but I'm just, I've never seen that math equation done. Right. So was he just trying to make me feel better? Is that what you're implying? No. Or I do you think he was just very bold I think to admit just, what he, what I think he's being he very bold. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I admire his honesty. Yeah. He felt comfortable with me, I suppose. Yeah. We both well, just wanted the best for each other. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on the topic, um, I finally got a wax. Oh, great. Yeah. Tell us more or don't. I don't know. Well, yeah, I want. To, I have a question. Did the waxing person, could they, could they detect your like handiwork? Like, bikini, yeah. She's like, your bikini line seems a little shorter than the rest. I was like, it's because I did my own work. And not that great as we were no. inspected in Hawaii. She was like, yeah, I really missed some spots. Really so did. worked out that uh, that date didn't happen. Totally. <laughs> Totally. Well, good. I got, I'm glad everything's back in line. Yeah, everything's back just, in good shape. Yep. Tanya tune-ups just in real. Oh, yeah. Good. Tanya yeah. tune-up. Mm-hmm. Tanya 2.0 tune-up. Tanya 2.0. She's coming in hot. Fall, I love when you do these things like out of nowhere. Just like you make it up in your head and then you post it. And then it's like whoever, like me. I'm like, wait, what? What are we? <laughs> Fall 2019. She's going to be born. What? Just, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Why isn't it she born right now? Because she's being tuned up. She's in beta testing she's right in now. Beta testing right now. Yeah. Oh my when's <laughs> considered fall? September. Do you have a date or just a general season? Just a season. Okay. Are you gonna Maybe have... back to school? <laughs> <laughs> just in time for back to school. Are you gonna have an event or something? Back to school, yeah. Like a coming out party? Like a debutante ball? Like a what? I don't even get it. It's like you make these things up to get a reaction out of me. Here she comes, Tanya 2.0. What is she, though? You'll know when you see her. You'll just know. She's going to have an aura. The walk. The walk has really been perfected. She's going to have a new strut, new hair. A new walk? We already talked. Like No, no. My walk is like is like done. Like the, the new walk, the new vibe. You have a new walk right now? Yeah, I got it in 2018. Got a little pep in the step. <laughs> you don't do that. Yes, I you do. did it for the one video and Easton did Shaggy, and that was like the <laughs> that was the last time I saw either of those. Uh, that's not true. I walk next to you every day. And you never do that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I do. I have a bounce to my step. I do. If you think about it. Just wait till you walk home. <laughs> we'll wait till you Oh yeah, you're gonna be over exaggerating <laughs> it now. I feel like the wheels are falling off the I wagon. You can hear the pre orders coming in for Tanya two at this point. Right? Well, 
Well, not no. I don't even know. That really took a turn towards the end. It's getting late here, people. It's oh, approaching. It's my bedtime. It's 8.15. <laughs> um, well, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Keep sending in good emails. I know y'all save a lot of them for the Facebook group and because everyone rallies together to give advice. But if you want, you know, specific advice from the experts here, <laughs> um, we're expert waiting. for expertise. Yeah, it's scrubbing in at iheartmedia.com. Um, I hope everyone has an amazing week this week. We missed you last week. Um, and do you have anything to offer, Tanya? 1.0? <laughs> yeah, she's actually 1.5. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to miss you while you're gone. Don't know how I'm going to pull through. I know. I'm not going to see you for a week. So that's not ideal. I'll be home soon. I'm not, I'll tell you what I'm not doing, and that's getting in the water. I'm so scared of sharks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it g- galeophobia? Yeah. G- galeophobia? I was looking, I was looking up because I was just like getting, I had chills just thinking about sharks sitting on my couch. Wow. <laughs> I've been, ha- I read about that shark attack in the Bahamas and I've had like nightmares. Didn't you go in the ocean in Hawaii? Sure did. You did. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't? No, I didn't. I mean, I went and like dipped my hair, yeah, but I no, it I was retract being. Proud. But in um yeah, cool. for my birthday, we went and we went on a boat, and then all of us got out and went snorkeling. Yeah, and I'll never do it again, after what I've read. So, anyways, um, on that note, we really <laughs> went to a lot of places today. But hope everyone has a great week. Um, we love you so much. We will see you next week, or talk to you next. You'll hear from us next week. <laughs> I'm gonna call time of death. Oh, this is gonna be tough. 20? 2015. <laughs>Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.